Good morning, and welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Spotify and Anchor FM and some of the other platforms we broadcast on here at Sunshine USA. My name is Warren Landis, and I'm your host and Bible teacher here on Sunshine USA. And as usual, it's so great to have you tuned in to the podcast today. Um, I tell you, (laughs) these are very worrisome times that we're living in. You know, people today, like never before, are very concerned about uh, the economy. They're very concerned about inflation. I mean, um, when you watch the news in the evening on television, I mean, it's all about, (laughs) you know, the high cost of everything. The high cost of gas, the high cost of groceries, especially the high cost of eggs. I mean... Last time I bought eggs, it was over $5 a dozen. And some of you, depending on where you live, you pay more than that. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Now, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't care how high the price of eggs goes. I'm going to find a way to buy it because I love eggs. In particular, I love to fix my eggs sunny side up. (laughs) I want my eggs looking at me when I prepare them. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And then, of course, we worry about other things. You know, just a couple of years ago during the heart of the pandemic, you know, we were worried about uh, where our next roll of toilet paper was coming from. (laughs) I can remember two years ago, many stores had empty shelves in the toilet paper aisle. Unbelievable. And, And you couldn't even buy paper towels as a substitute because... Guess what? They didn't have any of them either. They didn't have any napkins. You know, your choices were very, very limited to say the least. And I have to admit, even I got worried a little bit, you know. But we need to remember next time we're worried about something, just remember this. God has this. God's got this. He's going to take care of it. And I have to remind myself even of that when I get worried. Whatever I'm worried about, I've got to just remind myself God's got this. In Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, starting with verse 29, we read these words. And seek not ye what ye shall eat, nor what ye shall drink, neither be of doubtful mind. Now think about those words for a moment. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Don't have a doubtful mind. Now most of us, in our mind, on one side of the coin, we know God's going to take care of us. He he promises us in his word that he's going to take care of us. He's not going to let us go hungry. He's not going to let us go without clothes. He's not going to let us go without something to drink. God's going to take care of the needs that we have. We just have to trust Him. Um, I thank God right now for a lot of these uh, ministries that are helping poor people in certain countries have drinking water. I mean, I didn't realize until just a couple of years ago that a lot of people in this world, uh, they go to bed at night and they don't know where the water is coming from that they're going to drink tomorrow. And a lot of times the water that they do have available is very dirty, it's very polluted, 
It looks gross, and you and I wouldn't drink it if somebody held a gun on us. But for some people around the world, that's all they have to drink. And so they, they drink water that they know is going to make them sick, but they have to drink it because it's all they got. They know that without it, they're going to die anyway. But I thank God for these uh, ministries that are doing something to make water available to needy people around the world. And um, I think about James Robinson, his program called Life Today. Uh, I think his ministry is doing as much as anybody trying to get safe, reliable drinking water to the countries around the world that need it. And it seems that James Robinson is a man that really cares about the poor. And he even cares about the poor people in countries that he may never see. Now, some of them he has seen because he's done a lot of traveling to these countries where the poverty is so great. Now, by the way, that, that's why I have issues with all these uh, health and wealth preachers out there, these preachers that proclaim a prosperity gospel. The only place on earth they could even remotely get away with preaching a gospel like that is right here in this country, the United States. I mean, most countries around the world, they don't have near the level of wealth that you and I have. <clears throat> I mean, they really don't. They go to bed hungry at night. They go to bed without drinking water. And we just can't wrap our, our minds around that. And thank God for James Robinson and Life Today. And I think Sheila Walsh does a lot of work with his ministry. Thank God for that, that we have ministries out there <clears throat> that truly care about the destitute people on this planet. But the Bible tells us that we are not to worry about what we're going to eat or what we're going to drink or even have a doubtful mind because God's going to take care of us. God says, hey, <laughs> guess what? I got this. I got this. That's what God is telling us. I've got this. Amen. I remember when I went to seminary. It was an eye-opening experience for me. I remember when I went to seminary at first, I thought to myself, you know, uh, I don't really need seminary. I've gone to Sunday school all my life. I've gone to preaching all my life. I've gone to training union. I, I don't think I need seminary. I thought I knew it all. Now, once I got to seminary and started going to class, I realized, hey, I didn't know as much as I thought I did. But seminary also was a place where God was going to begin building up my faith. You see, when I went to college, I had a meal ticket. That meant that morning, noon, and night, all I had to do was go down to the dining hall, and I had a meal to eat as long as I was in college. It was automatically billed as part of my tuition and room and board. 
Um, but when I got to seminary, we didn't have anything like that. At seminary, my tuition and room and board, it did not cover food. It did not cover my meals. I was on my own for that. So here I was, hundreds of miles away from home, and I had to fend for myself every day when it came to feeding myself. Now, let me tell you something. During the three years that I spent in seminary, God taught me some mighty powerful lessons on the subject of faith. God taught, taught me that he could provide for me and take care of me even when I couldn't figure it out. I mean, seriously. I mean, there, there were times when I'd go to bed at night to seminary and, man, I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. I mean, I kid you not. But you know what? The next day came. In some way, somehow, God provided for the needs that I had. I remember one morning in particular. It's about 7 o'clock in the morning. The sun was just beginning to rise. And someone slipped an envelope under my dorm room door. I got out of bed. I stooped down and I picked up that envelope. And that envelope had all kinds of cash in it. I knew that I had enough cash now to eat pretty good for the next few weeks. You see, God took care of me. I'd gone to bed the night before wondering, God, how are you going to do this? God, I don't see how you're going to do this. And, well, he took care of it. Amen. I remember... One time back in January, I think it was January 1978, I was going to William Carey, and I had no idea how I was going to make it through the spring semester in 1978. I mean, seriously. You know how much money I had to my name? I had $16, and it was in penny rolls. $16 worth of penny rolls. And I'm thinking to myself, God, now I know you're going to take care of my needs, but God, what are you going to do with 16 penny rolls? I might add it was really $16 in penny rolls. And I said, Lord, this, this isn't going to last long at all. In fact, on Saturday afternoon when I arrived for the first day of that spring semester, guess what? I had $16, and the person I was riding with, they wanted to stop and get something to eat at McDonald's. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's going to take about a third of what I got here just to eat supper this evening at McDonald's. But I have to admit, I was pretty hungry, so I'd worry about the rest of it later. I went up to the counter, I placed my order, and I put $16 worth of penny rolls on the counter. That waitress didn't know what to do. <laughs> she went and got the manager. He didn't know what to do. You know what happened? They said, you go ahead and eat that meal, you keep your pennies. So I ate a pretty good meal that night, and it didn't cost me a penny. Next day, I had to go get a few groceries for the dorm room. Didn't know how I was going to do that either. I said, 
You know, God, I'm not, no, no, if you're aware of it. Of course, I know he was. But I said, God, you know, $16 on this planet, it doesn't buy much food. Well, I got to the counter. The cashier rung up my order. Then I put $16 worth of penny rolls on that counter. She said, I can't take all these penny rolls. She went and got the manager. He said, we can't take all these penny rolls. He said, you, t you take the groceries and we'll put them in a bag for you. And you, you take them to your dorm. We're not going to charge you anything for it. And, and I had several days like that. I'd go to the store. Or I'd go to a fast food place. They didn't want to bother with all those pennies. You'll be amazed how much free food I got the first couple of weeks I was there. And during that time, God used that as an example to me. He said, Warren, I've got this. I know you have to eat. I know you've got things you need here in seminary or here in college. And guess what? I'm going to take care of it. So like I say, when I was in college and seminary, it, it was a time of growing my faith. I mean, when I was in high school and I went to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, I tell you, I, I had no trouble believing that God would take care of my needs. But really, I was never in a position when I was in high school where I had to put God to the test. Because my parents saw to it that I had clothes and I had food and I had a roof over my head. But once I started going to school out of state, it was a whole different ballgame. And God had to show me how he was more than capable of taking care of any and every need that I have. And I was so thankful for that. I couldn't thank God enough for that. Amen. <laughs> but God says... Here in Luke chapter 12, verse 29. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. You know, there's a sense in which when you and I pray, and we talked a little bit about prayer yesterday, as you'll recall. And I said some things you don't even have to pray about. There's a sense in which you don't even have to pray about, Lord, take care of my needs, because you see, God knows you have the need. But on the other hand, we should pray for the needs that we have, because it's our way of acknowledging by faith that we know God is going to take care of the needs that we have. Amen. Praise the Lord. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, we need to put our faith and our trust in God, knowing all along, that God is going to take care of us. Let's look at the next verse. It says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure, your Father's good pleasure, 
to give you the kingdom. You know, I, I mentioned, I don't know if it was yesterday or a few broadcasts ago, but I remember thinking that um, uh, we are not simply saved by grace. You know, a lot of times when I was younger as a Christian, I would make the mistake of saying, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And as far as that goes, that's absolutely correct. We are sinners saved by the grace of God. When I see a drunk staggering down the road, maybe he's homeless. Guess what? Except the grace of God, that could be me. Amen. But the fact of the matter is, as Christians, as believers, we are not just sinners saved by grace. We are children of God. We are a child of the king. We have royal blood flowing in our veins. <laughs> I remember when I went to school, one of the kids in one of my classes, I knew that his parents were very rich. I mean, his mother drove him to school in one of the fanciest cars that I ever saw. His parents were always dressed to the hilt. And their son came to school in a three-piece suit and tie every single day. I mean, uh, when I saw him, I knew he came from a very wealthy family. Well, let me tell you something, folks. As Christians, you and I come from a very wealthy family. <laughs> We're children of the king. Amen. We are children in the king. And do you think God is going to let us go without things that we truly need? I don't think so. This word of God that I read every day, it lets me know, hey, God's going to take care of me. God's got this because I'm a child of the king. I don't have any need to worry about anything. Just like that rich boy in my class. He didn't worry about anything. He knew he had the fancy food to eat at home. He had only the finest clothes. His parents drove only the finest cars. And they lived in a mansion so big it was hard to see it all at one time. But then later after I became a Christian I said, <laughs> uh, That's nothing. I'm a child of the king. My God is going to take care of me. I dare not worry. <laughs> Amen. And then I want us to look down to verse 40. We shift gears a little bit here. He says, Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. Guess what? One of these days, Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth for us in something called the rapture. Now, the other day, 
someone was taking issue with me. They said, Warren, you don't bring very many messages on prophecy dealing with the tribulation period. And I said, well, no, I have to be honest with you. Uh, you're probably right on that. I don't preach very often on the tribulation period and what all is going to be going on there. I do talk about it occasionally, but not a lot. But one of the reasons for that is that I know as a Christian, I'm not going through the Great Tribulation period. I'm not going through any part of it. Because Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth for us as Christians at the rapture just before the Tribulation period starts. So I'm not overly concerned about what happens during the Tribulation period. Now, I do like to talk about it some because I know that some people who are listening to me are not saved, and if Christ came back today, they would have to go through the tribulation period. So I don't mind sharing with them some of the awful stuff they have to look forward to during the great tribulation period. But personally, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as most of the Christians that I know are concerned, we don't have anything to worry about when it comes to the tribulation period because guess what? We're not going to be here. And the Bible tells us when Christ comes back to this earth, it's going to be like a thief in the night. We have no way of knowing when he's going to come. The Lord could come back to this earth before I finish this radio broadcast today. God could come back to this planet. And I can assure you I'm ready, and I hope you're ready too. Amen? Now here's what I am concerned about. I'm not concerned about what happens during the tribulation period, because I'm not going to be here. But the Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 43, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. In other words, when the Lord comes back in the rapture, you and I need to be busy doing the work that God has called us to do. I believe that God has uniquely gifted each of us to do certain things for him. And that's what the Lord wants to see us doing when he comes back. He wants to see us busy doing the work of God. I, I was listening the other day to a young man talk. He was very excited about going into the ministry. He says, man, I can't believe God's calling me into the ministry. He said, the way I see it, I'm going to have it made. I'm going to bring a 25-minute sermon on Sunday morning. That's all I have to do the whole week. The rest of the week, I can play golf, go fishing, or whatever. And I thought to myself, I don't think God's called him to go into the ministry. I, I know he hasn't called him to go into the ministry with that attitude. I can tell you from firsthand personal experience, going into the ministry, doing the work of ministry, it is the hardest job I know. Now don't get me wrong, it's rewarding. I enjoy every minute of it. But it's hard. 
And if you're a minister of the gospel and you're doing the work that God has called you to do, you're going to be a busy person. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, I tell you, <laughs> I'm going to have to cut it a little bit short today. Uh, I actually tried to do this program a little bit earlier, and we ran into some glitches, and we had to erase the program and start all over again. So that took some time, and I've got some other things coming up today. So I don't have all the time in the world, but I had those few verses I wanted to share with you because they mean a lot to me, and I felt like they would mean a lot to you too. And I think some of you need the encouragement that these verses have to offer. Now, as usual, if you have any Bible study questions or prayer requests, I would love to hear from you. The best and fastest way to let me know about these things is by email. I have two email addresses. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com, and the other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. And it might be you want to Contact me by snail mail. That's the old-fashioned way. My snail mail address is Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street, T-H-R-U-S-T-O-N, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. And like I say, I would just love to hear from you today. Well, until next time, this is Warren Landis saying goodbye. God bless you. And guess what? I'm going to see you next time on Sunshine USA.